Hello everyone! Thanks so much for coming today. Today I have a very special guest. We have one of Santa's helpers came all the way here to visit. Thanks for being here. Well, it's good to be here. So Santa, do you are you an avid reader? What do you kind of do on your time off? I've been known to spend time reading. There's there's quite a bit of extra time around the North Pole after we've done our one day's worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So starting December 26th, you're reading quite a bit. Right. That's correct. We know what to get Santa for Christmas. <laughs> well, what are your favorite genres? Oh, I like historical fiction, even though we'll mention the books. The, the first one on my list probably isn't too historical. It doesn't go back so terribly far in time. Well, what are your maybe top three favorite books if you had to pick three? <laughs> well, I've always enjoyed reading Alas Babylon. A friend walked up to me in the library one day when I was in high school and he said, start reading here. And I did. And I'm going, oh my gosh. And so then that got me started to read the book. Really? And I've probably read it eight or ten times. Eight or ten times? Yeah, I, wow. I pretty well know how the story is going to go now on that one. So that's, that's a pretty good one. So when is that set? In the 1950s okay. in the United States. So a lot more recent than right. I would think when I hear Babylon. Right. I guess 1950s is considered historical now, I discovered. Some people say 50 uh, or more years is historical. You're going <laughs> to make Santa's helper feel old here if you're not careful. <laughs> anyway, I've also thought of other books that I've read more than once. And one of my favorites was Pillars of the Earth, about an Englishman working on building a cathedral in the 1100s. Sounds boring, but it's an excellent book. Well, I like medieval stories, so I probably enjoy it. <laughs> so, and uh, that book has two sequels to it that were set in the same city. In the each of them was two in the 1300s and then in the 1500s. So you can see mm -hmm. what had actually happened to the town. The stories are unrelated, so you can read any of them in any order you wanted to. Oh, but it's nice. it's the same setting for the book. And third, James Michener's books. Uh, Centennial is the one I probably most enjoyed because it's really is about the Great Plains, eastern Colorado up to the Colorado Mountains, and it, uh, it's an interesting story of, of how life has changed on that area too. So besides the North Pole, what area do you spend a lot of time in? Probably, in the Great Plains? Or? <laughs> probably in the Great Plains part of the United States, okay. where I've spent a good chunk of time through the years. Oh, nice. So you have a connection there. I do. Oh, very cool. So if you're looking for Santa, he might be in the Midwest. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I know that when you were growing up, it sounds like you did a lot of memorization work for school. And do you... it, it wasn't a bad word back in those days. Memorization? Yeah. <laughs> Memorization, you know. It, ah. Knowing your multiplication tables was always a good thing to know. You didn't have any calculator or anything else to do it for you. you or know. your smartphone. Or your smartphone. You were, you, you were the smartphone. You were Google, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. And memorization. I also had a teacher that required memorization of poetry on a weekly basis. Wow. I think maybe it's because he didn't want to work on a lesson plan for Fridays, so it was always poetry recitation day. So yeah, which were your favorite ones? Well, I'm just trying to think. Um, well, you know... Because I feel like you would always say there was something heard, you did. I can't we remember heard so many people recite 
Robert Frost stopping by woods on a snowy evening, or or uh, yeah, that one's famous. We were talking about World War One there. I said in Flanders Field. Who I don't oh, remember yeah. who wrote it, but we had some kids that would try to memorize things like the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere by Wadsworth, you know Henry oh, Wadsworth word. Longfellow, and it's several pages long. Yeah. You were only required to memorize twelve lines. Okay. Okay. So it didn't have to be a long poem. Okay. It's but just some but people rose to week. the challenge to try to yeah. take on some really big ones. Yeah. However, if I'm watching Jeopardy, it does help me. Oftentimes I know the answers to the poetry questions because probably because of the seventh grade and all the poems that we heard in the year's time. Well, so what were some of the poems that you and your friends recited when you were in school? Well, oftentimes I would get some either out of childcraft mm -hmm. and or uh, the Ideals magazines had some good ones if you were looking for one that had a holiday theme. But childcraft, I, up in that one, I could probably think of when Grandpa dropped his glasses once in a pot of dye, and when he saw him put them on again, he saw a purple sky. Have you ever remember <laughs> that reading does that? That kind of familiar. Don't know that yeah. I could recall the rest of it, but I can <laughs> always remember good. how that one started. Oh, nice, nice. I remember in college I was studying French literature, and we had to we had to memorize some some lines of French poetry, and even in high school, I think. Les ongles de violon de l'automne. I think I remembered it because there was violin in, in, the, in the poem. We also heard uh, Little Orphan Annie. Do you oh, remember okay. that? Yes. Come to our house to stay to wash the cups and saucers and brush the crumbs away. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember who wrote that. I don't poem. remember who wrote it, but I know it was one that my grandma used to read to me at Halloween. That one, that one came up quite often, too. Yes. Trees by Joyce Kilmer. Um, I'm not sure if I knew that one. I think that I should never see a poem as lovely as a tree. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it still would be helpful for students to be memorizing? I know you... I've worked some in the local schools, and I know that they... And English teachers have sometimes made them memorize a short section of Shakespeare or something, and of course the kids think that's just awful. <laughs> To have to work on that these days. But it really does stick in your in it, your head. It does stick. I frequently need the melody to go along with it to help me remember, but or at least the cadence, you know. The, I, ne the I never melody. recited it, but the, the cremation of Sam McGee, there's you a poem to read. That's that rather, sounds somewhat but, terrifying. But, <laughs> and and it's, it's an unusual one. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, the Deacon's Masterpiece or the Wonderful One Hache, that was always an interesting one, too. My grandmother liked that one. Okay. So, so was she an avid reader as well? Oh, yes. Okay. She read a lot. She knew all sorts of bits of poetry, too. Oh, very nice. All right. Little known fact, I actually had a lot of help from Santa on writing my recent novel, A Change in Tune. Santa, you are legendary for making a list and checking it twice, which makes him the perfect candidate for being a proofreader. So, Santa, how many times have you read this book? I, I have been through your book three times, all the way three through. Three times. Maybe have looked at bits and pieces more than that. Wow. So not even just twice. Santa goes even beyond twice. <laughs> three times. So, one, I'm honored that you actually did put it up there with one of the books you've read multiple times. But how do you think that this checking twice kind of helps in proofreading and 
making sure you're it's like time. so many things if you've worked on it continuously for a while you may not notice what your mistake is and you just go right over today if you put it aside for a while and then take another look at it you'll go oh how did i miss that i needed to start a new paragraph right. put, put in a period or whatever your punctuation needs to be so i've uh, enjoyed reading it and before santa was helping quite so much in his prior life i had a job where it was good for you to be sure you knew you said exactly what you wanted to say so people wouldn't misunderstand what you were talking about which makes me be a pretty careful reader yes. and so that kind of helps with the proofreading very analytical kind of approach right yes that makes that makes sense and it might just even, you know, might not be anything wrong with the sentence. It might just be a formatting problem or something. That's I know you, you caught a couple of those, too. Right. Yes, yes. So it always helps to have, you Another, know, any work you're doing, have an extra pair of eyes, have a proofreader. You bet. Check your work. Now, would you? what would you say in terms of what audience would you recommend this book for? Well, I think it could be enjoyed by most anyone. But it is set on with the main characters being of college age. So, you know, younger adults would probably uh, re relate to it more readily because they'd be nearer that age. But you also have characters in your story that are parents and grandparents and uh, different aspects of their lives with the younger people. So it could appeal to anybody. Oh, thank you. That's one of the things I, I thought about I was, as I was writing it, that we have, I have musicians and different people that show up throughout the entire story, including Santa, shows up in the Christmas scene. So, <laughs> yes, so that was kind of fun. And the Gigi characters that kind of really bring a lot of life, I think. And Gigi yes. will show up some more in book two. So. Yes, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Santa, do you have any advice for people who might want to delve into reading this holiday season or maybe starting December 26th? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, you need to find something that you enjoy reading. And so if you visit a local bookstore or a national bookstore, you, I'm sure there'll be a section that's on types of things that you find of interest. So take a look in there and see, because there's all sorts of good things to read out there. Yes, so it's good to get off your phone for a few minutes and delve right. into delve into a good book. And move, and it takes it can take you off into a whole different world. You know, you can kind of forget about things that have been happening in recent months, where we've been confined, and uh, escape to some place that an author has worked hard on developing to give you. A, a different point of view on life. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Santa, for being with us today. Well, and thanks our... for inviting me. Yes, it was a pleasure. I know it's a busy season for you, so thanks for it's, taking it's, some time. It's busy coming up. You're right. Yes. Well, and today's uh, sponsor is actually my merch store. And so if you're interested in having these super awesome mugs that Santa and I have, <laughs> or the fun Christmas ones, or you can even do this whole like gift basket thing with both of my books for the music lover or fiction lover in your life. That would be awesome. So thanks again, Santa. You're welcome. Thank you.